Welcome everyone to the Avengers Podcast, where we're talking Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Tori, and with you is my co-host, Peyton. Present. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Today, we'll be talking about unpopular opinions in the news of the week. There'll be time codes in the description or in the show notes. And with that, here's Peyton with the news. Hello. I have a new computer. I set up my audio stuff, but if it sounds different or the audio screwed up, that's my bad, I guess. <laughs> it should be the same, but I don't know. Anyway... Uh, yeah, we got the news of the week, so let's go ahead and start. Uh, this is according to a Deadline. Uh, Wilson Bethel's Bullseye will appear in three episodes of Daredevil Board again. We have won. We're winning. We're winning. We're winning. I, I really didn't think they'd bring him back, at least for this season. Uh, man, he was just perfection in season three and you know three episodes i mean i guess we don't know exactly how many episodes born again will be but uh, i assume it's going to be around 13 uh based off the report from last week uh and if that's if that's the case i mean bullseyes in three episodes uh foggy and karen are going to be in three episodes or at least karen is we don't know how many episodes foggy is going to be in um but huge man uh, i don't I, obviously if he's if he's only in three three episodes he's not gonna have a major role but a, honestly any involvement of wilson bethel and bullseye as a character uh, and a, you know it being a continuation from season three is massive it really shows that they are just going full into daredevil's canon uh where the it, it's it seemed like they were just gonna go with a soft reboot and it seems that since they made it officially canon and with the retooling of the series as a whole, it, it actually, it, it feels it every, every single report that comes out about the show, it feels more like a season four rather than a season, a new, a new, a new show <laughs> just with the, just with the same cast. But this is according to the Hollywood reporter, Lewis Pullman, who is in Top Gun Maverick, uh, is the top choice currently to play century in the thunderbolts replacing steven yun i don't i don't really know much about this guy i mean i've seen top gun maverick and he was he was good in it i guess uh but I don't, i'm not familiar enough with him as an actor to really uh say if if i think he'd be uh, a good fit for century but i mean looks wise i mean yeah i could see it uh but i'm not i mean i guess we'll see he hasn't even necessarily accepted the role just yet but i mean Steven Young is just such a huge loss. I don't know. I don't know, man. It sucks. I'm sorry. You, you said Steven Young and my brain, my, my, my brain just like short circuited. Who was the person? Uh, Lewis Pullman. He was in Top Gun Maverick. What did he play again? Who even is this guy? He was the dude with glasses. I have to, I have to see. Hold on. I think he had glasses. Lewis Pullman. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. That's all I gotta say. It interesting he's got it's like sort of a, he's got like sort of a patrick wilson thing going on he he looks like like he looks like like like, like a bond villain like the ultimate bond villain for me that's crazy looks insane but i mean yeah like you said i don't know too much about the guy but i mean oh look he's a nepo baby oh really yeah his, his dad was Bull, bill pullman oh yes crazy nepo babies just run the world <laughs> But yeah, if he if he does accept it, I, I mean, I I hope he's good for sure. I'll just I just as I'm watching the movie, I, I'll just be thinking, man, that could have been Steven Yeun. 
but this is according to Daniel RPK. Uh, alongside Coleman Domingo, John David Washington is reportedly also being considered for the role of Kang in the MCU. Personally, I'd prefer Coleman Domingo, but John David Washington is also a solid choice. Yeah, for sure. Either or works for me. Yeah. It's more Nepo Maybe. babies. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> They're just they're they're all over the place. They're everywhere. <laughs> this is also according to Daniel RPK. A new project for Iron Fist is rumored to be in development with a woman in the main role. Finn Jones could potentially return as Danny Rand, but he won't be the main Iron Fist going forward. Good. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen that, and um, of course, a lot of, like a lot of people are upset because. Danny Rand's being pushed to the side because of the fact that Iron Fist he sucked. Like, well, yeah, the Iron, yeah, Iron Fist sucked. Um, for me, um, if it's, I mean, there also, there's also, I've been seeing some talks about, um, you know, about if 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 it's not Colleen Wing, then why should it be like a random woman? That's that's um, sort of what I was thinking. I was like, we might as well just do Colleen yeah, Wing, especially with yeah, how season exactly. two ended. Exactly. Yeah. Like I would rather much, I would rather have it be calling wing for sure. If they were going to go into a different version of iron fist, I would like to see the newer iron fist, like the, the Asian guy. Um, yeah, I forgot. I forgot his name, but even then, like, um, there has been a discussion of Danny Rand, like as an iron fist as a whole, like, you know, within like a long time, I know people are really used to Danny Rand for sure. They're just also like, they're, they're just not they're just not getting why he's being sidelined and it's literally just because he sucked i think well because like uh i think last week or the week before i don't remember uh when we we're talking about how uh all the stuff all the netflix stuff is now canon part of the reason why i imagine feige didn't want to necessarily just come out and be like immediately be like everything's canon was probably because of iron fist and defenders because he didn't he, he probably also doesn't <laughs> like it it doesn't really want to touch all that stuff but not at all of its canon. He, maybe he had an idea of like, oh, we can do Danny Rand as it won't be Finn Jones because it's going to be a soft reboot anyway. But now that it's all canon, it's like, okay, well, now we have to work around that. And the Finn Jones version is just not good. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, we're kind of forced to sideline him. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also like a thing to where like, I know, like, I know we're talking about MCU, but like, even like in comics, there that's like also a thing that people are like, you know, upset about because of the other yeah, Iron Fist shows like so much of Danny Rand as a character, and even in the comics, got sidelined as a thing for Danny Rand being an Iron Fist. Um, depending on what they do with the character, because being sidelined can also mean it's like you know, I, it depends on like what they do with the character. Um, if if like, of course you know Rand, the Rand company is gonna exist. I would definitely like to see this, depending on who the woman is as well. Um, like, of course, you know, maybe Danny can, like, help out this woman in some sort of way. I, of course, I really just don't know, like, what they can really do. But it all really depends. But if they're just going to go with somebody, I would most likely have it be Colleen Wing. Cause, yeah, because Jessica Henwick has, you know, yeah, she's... She has, yeah, she has experience with martial arts. And also, like, she was a highlight of the iron fist series that, and she's just a bigger star now. And I think yeah, she'd that, actually that too, be a, yeah. a good draw to the series now. Um, and let's not have a fucking terrible showrunner this time. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause Scott Buck is horrible. The worst insane horrible. Like, holy crap. 
This is according to Daniel RPK as well. Tom Holland and Kevin Feige reportedly want Spider-Man 4 to be a more grounded story, while Sony would like to bring Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back and have the movie be huge. Sony, stop. Like, I'm tired of you, man. How about this? How about just give, like, yeah, like, I was telling Peyton this over text. I either just just give us Spider-Man 4, the base Spider-Man 3, and have Spider-Man, like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4 be just a grounded story. That way everyone wins. But, you know, it's Sony. They're pretty incompetent uh, when it comes to Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. If they want Toby and Andrew, how would they even do that? Because exactly. we, we just had it. And are they just going to bring Doctor Strange back to do that? Like, what what is the catalyst for them to come back? It doesn't make any sense. And also, this makes sense with the, with the previous reports. Because uh, there's obviously the reports just recently that, you know, Daredevil is going to be in it. Uh, apparently, Vincent D'Onofrio might be in talks to star in, in, in the in the movie in some capacity or, or like maybe cameo. Uh Ant-Man might be in it, but then there was also the reports that Spider-Man 4 might be a movie where it brings the Sony-verse into the MCU, and I think that's probably what's happening behind the scenes. It's like, okay, well, maybe both of these things are true. It's just Sony, or it's just Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, and Tom Holland clearly want the Daredevil, you know, grounded street-level story, whereas Sony is like, hey, let's put Morbius in this. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous, dude. Uh, why, 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 why doesn't Sony ever learn? It's just like, do the Venom movies make money? Sure, but fucking Morbius is a atrocious flop. Craven's definitely gonna flop. Madam Web is it might be a fluke and make money, but who knows? Yeah, freaking. The only reason why Madam Web is gonna probably make some money is that we just got Joe Eyed and freaking watching it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus no, Christ, the, 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 Dakota Johnson had me had me a little bit reeled in there. You know, I'm like, maybe I do want to see this. Maybe I maybe I have to spend sixteen dollars on a ticket just for this. But either way, <laughs> yeah, like it's probably not going to make as much money. The only way I can really see like a Sony verse character being reeled into the MCU is Venom, and technically and, he's already in the MCU and. Yeah, yeah, technically, yeah, technically, yeah, because there's no way home. But like, either that, like, I just don't understand, like, what they're like. Why are they doing this? Like, why? Like, stop this. It's already rumored and probably going to happen that Tobey Maguire and maybe Andrew Garfield is going to come back for Secret Wars. Yeah, and it's like if he, I just there's no emotional impact for them coming back if just the next Spider-Man movie is, hey, Andrew and Toby are back. It also yeah, yeah. diminishes Tom Holland's version of the character. It's like, okay. Yeah, exa- exactly. And the, then it's like- the only way we can make this movie is if we bring in the other Spider-Man, which obviously people love, and part of the reason that Spider-Man No Way Home made so much money, but also like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man needs to stand in his own two feet, and he has for all those movies, really. like That was very much tom holland's spider-man story in no way home but just to undermine him in his fourth film where we just like reset him i just yeah it, it, would, it wouldn't be like it wouldn't make sense and it's also things where you know like you have the 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 fans who like who switch up online no way home they're like saying yeah it's all fan service this would really be fan service if you just brought them back for the yeah. fourth film like and that's something that we, that we just don't need. Sony like I just, said, they always learn the wrong lessons. 
Exactly. Like like I said, give them like give give Toby and Andrew their final solo films and let this and let Tom's be more grounded to continue on with this second trilogy. Like, yeah. So that way every, everyone wins. There's a conclusion to these characters and we're still getting more development in the story of the of, of um, Tom Holland Spider Man. Who like who like you said just got reset into like a solo hero. God fucking damn it. I'm sorry. So he's, they're so dumb. Now, here's what I will say. I kind of doubt Sony's going to get their way. Specifically, well, I mean, there's definitely a uh, world where uh, that does happen, and I'll explain. But, like, Sony clearly loved Tom Holland. He, he clearly has a good relationship with them. He's part of the reason uh, Spider-Man even stayed within the MCU in the first place back when, you know, there was the scare that Sony was going to take him out of the MCU. Uh, Tom Holland clearly loves to be in this universe uh, and wants to, you know, play in that playground. He also clearly it's it's because the report says Feige and Tom Holland want the grounded version. Basically, what I'm saying is Tom Holland knows what the fuck is <laughs> knows what the fuck they should do. And Sony's like, no, <laughs> but like, I think Tom Holland is smart enough and also is secure enough in his career to if if like sony was like no nah, we're gonna do the big stuff or, or we're not gonna do it at all then tom Holland will, is just gonna be like all right then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be in the movie then so in so in that world i feel like sony could still make that sort of movie and just, they'll just recast uh i hope that doesn't happen but tom holland and and feige the fact that they're both you know in it together seemingly and Sony seems to like Tom Holland. I think they're probably going to go the Daredevil route. And it also seems like the stuff with Daredevil and Kingpin, that's actually, that's already in the process of being written. Whereas Sony just seems to be like, hey, can we do this? <laughs> and they're just like, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, um, so yeah, I just. It also just seems like the Spider-Man Daredevil team up. That's just the writings on the wall that that's what they've been setting up, uh, or that's what they are going to set up, uh, especially in, in Born Again. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Sony's just so such a delusional studio, and I I just and people are like, man, Marvel just or or Disney just buy back the rights of Spider-Man. Sony's never going to let that go. He's he's too much of a money maker for them. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but man, I just, I don't understand Sony's decision-making ever. Like, am I excited for Madam Web? Yeah, but I'm excited in like a, I'm very curious to see how this is going to turn out sort of way. Not because I actually think it's going to be like a great movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <sighs> Fucking Sony. Also just goes to show how, how, how Tom Holland clearly understands the character. And knows what, you know, will actually make not only make a good movie, but also what the fans probably want anyway. But that's it for the news of the week, which means it's time to move on to our topic, which is unpopular opinions. All right. So, Torin. What's up? Explain to me why you think Infinity War is the worst movie in the MCU. I don't think that at all. Oh, but that's what you it's an it's that that would be an unpopular opinion. And it's your opinion. So, I mean, explain. It's not my opinion. Then what is? Oh, you want me to? Uh, is this a way for me to yes. start first? <laughs> okay. 
my my first unpopular opinion is making a page for your baby or your dog and then making captions of them speaking while you refer to yourself in third person is weird. <laughs> like, like, for example, let's say... That's, that's so specific. No, dude. dude, dude I know exactly what you mean. That, that, that's, it's been on my mind, like, for real, like, because... <laughs> I don't know, like, I I don't know, I think that's just, like, that's very, very, like, weird. Like, imagine, yeah, like, you make a page for your dog, and then you're like, yeah, like, mommy and daddy brought me out to the park to play with, like, my friends. Like, that's so fucking weird. Just say, like, I brought my dog to to, to play with other dogs, like, at the park. Or, no, no. Or, or be like, like, let's say the dog's name is Fluffy. Fluffy went to the park today, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like... Like we we know who you are. Like we know. Like like you don't gotta do that. That's so that's strange. And I uh, like it's fine to make like a page for your dog. Yeah, yeah, of pet, course. It's, yeah, it's it's fine to make a page for your dog because like that's you know that's like a, that's like a common thing. And like yeah, it's more. It's also becoming more common to make page like baby pages and stuff. But don't be making captions like. Cause they they can't speak. Little motherfucker don't know what's going on. Like, don't do that. That's weird. I'm sorry. Bro hates right. fun, but also it is annoying. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm just like, no, dude. Like, just just say straight up. Like, just like you know, saying on business that yeah, I made a page for my dog. This is what we did for the dog. Don't make it seem like they're speaking to like to other people because that's not. I don't know. It's so weird. I speak for my dog, but I don't put it online. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. Scary place. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Uh, what of mine is, now this is an unpopular opinion, and I'm scared to say, <laughs> but I do stand by it. The Arkham Same. games have aged poorly, and the Spider-Man games are far superior. Mm. Now, mm. let me let me explain. Story-wise, the Arkham games are brilliant. I'm never. I'm not going to say those are a, that those that has that aspect of the games have aged poorly. The, sto- the stories for those are still great, but the gameplay in like specifically Asylum and City Night. Uh, I think there's aspects of it that have aged poorly, but all, uh, mostly it's mostly like the flying around. It just feels very slow. Um. Uh, yeah, like like it should. I feel like it should be faster and cooler, but I, I mostly just end up using the Batmobile because it's faster, or at least it feels that way. Uh, but anyway, I think th- I think the games have aged poorly. Again, uh, story wise, it's great, but the gameplay just feels sort of stiff to me now. Uh, it's just the traversal in city just feels really wonky. And like the, the map design just feels like it wasn't made for that. Yeah. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from. I, I mean, I'm for me, I think I just, I'm not a fan of city. Um, like the, the game looks really weird. Um, the, I don't know. I, there's a lot, there's a lot to do in that game that I feel like I just can't get it done. When it comes to Asylum, though, I, I'm I'm a I'm a big Asylum fan. I think that's like definitely one of their best for sure. Um, it is dated for sure, but like it's it's something to where like 
I can appreciate what it gave us at the time. Sure. And like at the time, the games, I mean, they're, they're still fantastic games. I don't yeah, want to be for, clear. Yeah. Most of where this is coming from is Batman Arkham fanboys being like, man, Arkham Asylum alone clears the Spider-Man games or like some shit like that. Or like the Arkham games are so much better than the Spider-Man. No, they're not <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yes. Would the Spider-Man games exist or would the Spider-Man game be as good or exist without the Arkham games? Probably not, because obviously it uses a very similar combat archetype, but it it's building off of Arkham and improving on it. In my opinion, it's like obviously very different characters, but the traversal is is way better. And I feel like you can do a much better traversal system for Batman and it's and it's not like stylistically it looks very cool, but it just feel it's so slow. And I just I, and I'm sure that's like a technology limitation. I feel like if they like remastered all of them, but mostly Arkham Knight, <laughs> I feel like being able to fly around the city a lot quicker and easier might make that game feel way more fluid than it does right now. And it's just I think people are a bit blinded by nostalgia that that the games are perfect when i really don't think they are it's just uh they're 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 getting they're finally starting to show their age basically especially when we're getting yeah. newer games like spider-man which in my opinion are just better i'd much rather play the spider-man games than any of the arkham games <laughs> to be honest yeah uh but yeah i just i don't understand i think i yeah, i just think people are blinded by nostalgia when they say that the arkham games are better than the spider-man games and i'm not saying again if you think the story's better, completely fair. Because again, the story in all of those games, which is the one with the weird mutant Joker, is that Asylum or is that City? Yeah, the, the yeah the gigantic like Titan Joker. Yeah, yeah, that's Asylum. I don't like that. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. That, but outside that was of that, the only, that's the, that's the only thing that's like weird about this game. That that game. Yeah, outside of that, incredible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. I just feel like. The Arkham fans are going to kill me. That's <laughs> all good. Um, My second one is that having to respect people because they, they're your family is absurd. Say it again? Like, like, hold on. Yeah, like, basically, um, if, like, your family disrespects you, yeah. and you can't say anything back because their family is absurd. Oh. that, that That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, there's been plenty of times where like i've just said a critique about somebody like or yeah I, i've just said something like about them and they're like don't talk about that like don't talk to them like that they're your mother or whatever i'm like that doesn't that doesn't mean anything like that doesn't mean they're not i mean they, they shouldn't be absolved of criticism because i said something about them or like i have to get my feelings out some sort some sort of way but I can't do that because they're either my mom, they're my cousin, or my sister, or brother. Like, no, that's that's stupid. Sometimes it'd be on some bullshit, and you gotta let them know. And then also, it comes it comes down to like the also like the the second part of that is like you know the whole respect your elders type of thing. I'm not gonna respect you for disrespecting me, dude. Like, no, that's not how that works. Just because you're older doesn't mean you're smarter than me or you're better than me in some sort of way. Like, no, or you have any authority over. Exactly. Person. Like, no, this is, this is not it. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> like they fuck you over and it's like, you're going to 
cut them out of your life. And someone's like, but they're family. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's like, there's, I don't know. There, are, you know, I'm always on TikTok, you know, that, that, um, horribly yet funny app. And I, I've seen people be like, yeah, you know, I just had to, I had to cut my mom out of my life. You know, she's just a whole person. And there's always that one comment is like, but like, you shouldn't have done that because, you know, that's your mother. And like, they always know what's best for you. Shut the fuck go, up. Yeah, please go fuck yourself. What a like, dog shit, like, attitude to have. Like, dude, like, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. And it's also like. You know, you know, your mom like did all these things for you. My like, yeah, the fucking bare minimum that you have to do to be a parent. Like, no one fucking asked to be here. Exactly. Yet, like, like if they were prepared for that, they shouldn't have fucking had kids. Exactly. Speaking Sorry of my parents fucking, right now. No, I'm just kidding. Oh damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like, well, I'm really just like, dude, like, sorry that I'm here and like living, but like, why should I like be punished for it? Like the fuck? Shit's absolutely fucking like insane horrible ass mindset there should be like a like a test people have to take before they start trying no 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 like for real no i feel like or have some like background checks to i don't know man something no 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 do you like yeah you're absolutely right i also believe that before people start having children or when they're pregnant like both parents should sign like evaluation tests to make sure that they're fit to have children like financially and mentally for real I can't imagine being just a shit parent. If I'm ever a shit parent, it's going to be because like, I don't know, like I, I like I'm accidentally like not there. <laughs> yeah. If I'm a shit parent, it's because I'm pranking my kids all the time not yeah, because if, I'm freaking verbally abusing them or like, like if, emotionally. If, too. if I'm a bad parent, it's because I ditched them. Like not because <laughs> I would have to go get milk and I just never came back. Yeah. But, you know, but, that's not. Other than, yeah. Other than that, it's just like. I don't know, man. I just I can't stand that shit. It's just like shit's crazy. Shit is weird. My next one is uh, you know something you alluded to earlier. <laughs> uh, it is so weird, in my opinion, to switch up on something so quickly. Oh yeah. I, I just look, and I'm not to be clear to clarify. I'm not saying you shouldn't change your opinion on something. It's completely fine to change your opinion on something over time. Like I, I do it all the time. But to go from being like, oh, I love this thing to just 180 within like a month and being like, actually, this thing fucking sucks. This thing's trash. It's so weird to me. It's like it, it is like one of the biggest forms of like hypocrisy ever because it, it, it's just like, 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 how are you hating on this so hard? You were like never a fan of it anyways. Exactly. And it's that. like and it's like there's some things like for. For example, you gave the Flash an eye and a half. <laughs> yeah, and which then I'll, which I'll never on, f- I'm like, I am kind of shitting on it. Yeah, but then and, and like within a month when it when it actually came out, you're like, oh, this sucks actually. But it's it's not it's not like oh, it's mostly a lot of people are like oh, uh, you know, like oh, you, there was a honeymoon phase and and you know it was it was good, but now it's trash. And if you think it's good, you're stupid. Um, but like when you when you said it was trash, it's not like. You could still find good within it. Like, it still has its merits, you know? Or, like, for me, uh, Joker, when that came out, I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. And then, literally just hours after I watched it, I was like, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't that good. <laughs> but, like, I understand why people like it. And, and and 
why it's so acclaimed by fans. I don't personally understand that. Did I switch up on it? Yeah, but I'm not also like, this thing fucking sucks because it's like objectively bad and there was a honeymoon phase, X, Y, Z. It's like Spider-Man 2, it comes out, incredible game, everyone loves it. Within a month, people are like, this game fucking sucks. The first one's better. The the story's so short. It's really, it's really, it's a fucking, it's a good amount. (laughs) Like, it's a completely normal amount of story. And a lot of the times, a lot of complaints, when people switch off on it, don't even make any sense. Or they're baseless and stupid. Like, it's one thing to actually have, you know, valid criticisms, but it's another thing to just shit on something just, just to shit on it. And I, and, and, and a lot of this does stem from stuff you see online, the switching up on, on stuff specifically, uh, just because it's usually within a month or two that like, I guess sort of that honeymoon phase does wear off and just, it just becomes popular to just shit on something that, that people like <laughs> just generally. Yeah. So like no way home, obviously, insane time everyone loved it and then within a month or two it was like this movie fucking sucks actually the movie's not that good the story was ass and toby and andrew actually carried the movie it's like okay man <laughs> you weren't saying that two months ago like <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's almost like you weren't on you know fandango like stalking to buy to buy tickets it's like it's one thing to change your opinion on something and it's another thing to just be super fucking annoying about it yeah the, yeah the, the, that's how that's how that's what happened like um a couple of days ago i don't know oh yeah it was like it was like daredevil it was like the news about daredevil how like um whatever i think it was like the news that like yeah like uh it was it was, it was something about it but like some guy was like you're 12 if you think that, that the mcu is still going on like um uh, you know like marvel's dead uh blah, blah 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 and i'm like bro like you're gonna be on disney plus day one like what are you talking about like you're you're still tuned into the mcu like yeah, that's weird. also just let people enjoy things i don't exactly. know exactly is that in a popular opinion just to you know maybe let people enjoy things it's fine to not like something but you know i shit on others that do like it just because you don't it's fucking weird it's so weird chronically online behavior seriously um let's see my next one is um having i mean th- this should this shouldn't be unpopular it's probably not an unpopular opinion but um yeah having any sort of parasocial relationships with like anybody like any celebrities influencers um i think it's like also kind of weird when like for example you know of course like the biggest ones like taylor swift fans um Oof. and also um you know this might be the end of our podcast but Nicki minaj fans do Ugh. especially or, you know uh, like you know is, women that so, thirst over pedro pascal yeah or optimus prime <laughs> but um but i like seriously like you know the biggest you know of course you know what's happening right now with like the whole Nikki and mega situation or whatever like someone who spoke about like Nicki minaj and like you know just basically bringing the light of like what she's done like that person like a person got like doxxed and like got sent death threats because of like what they said about nikki i'm just like how, like why do y'all let a person a bad person at that determine how y'all act and then like also like when it comes to like you know you know even like just like 
you know, streamers and like other influencers and like, you know, even like, you know, sex workers and stuff like they will like feel they feel the needs like to be in people's like lives and they feel like they have like an obligation to like talk to them. I'm like, bro, like they don't know you like this is like clinically ill behavior. And one of them was like talking about like a streamer or whatever. They're like, man, I, I hate this guy. But like, I mean, this is cool, though. And I'm just like, why are you letting a streamer dictate, like, you know, I mean, you never met this person before. Like, why are you saying that you hate them? Like, especially when something that, that goes on in their personal life that was, like, so minimal to the Internet. Oh, or like, because uh, the whole Israel-Palestine thing is going on. I'm not, we're not going to get into that. But people were, like, just absolutely berating Selena Gomez because she wasn't talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were, fucking like, weird. berating, like celebrities who like weren't speaking about it and it's one thing to like go into like it's it's one thing to you know be up in someone's comment section if they you know you know if they were supporting the wrong side or whatever but because they're not saying anything i mean like i would rather have someone say nothing than like to say like the wrong thing and of course like i mean that i mean that that's just how it is because you know some people say absolutely horrible stuff and i'm just like wow like that's crazy yeah, and sometimes, um, like, what if that person just isn't educated on the situation? And exactly. they just have no room. They have, they, they, they shouldn't because they just don't understand the situation. And like, like you said about, like, there, there's, there's people, there's artists and actors that I, I do love and admire or look up to. But like, don't, I also don't like necessarily agree with everything they say, or I, or I certainly don't assume that I would. Uh, like, uh, logic was talking uh, where he has a podcast and he was talking to Bobby Lee and they were talking about some stuff where I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I agree with that. (laughs) Like, like pretty much entirely. I was just like, no, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Or like, or like our friends, they're, they're huge Taylor Swift fans and we give them shit about it. But like, they also, it's like, sometimes we'll joke about something and they're like, oh yeah, that's true. Like, like Taylor Swift's she's not very green <laughs> she uses her like private planes and shit all the time despite all that shit or like ariana grande will make fun because you know she's trying to be a million different races in one and, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know at least they at least they acknowledge how you know they're not all good <laughs> not everything they say or do goes necessarily yeah well yeah most definitely uh, but yeah, my next one is, uh, I don't know if this is actually an unpopular opinion or not, but considering it's still on the air and it still gets, it still draws in crazy numbers. I'm going to assume that it is America's got talent is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. It's so bad. I hate it so much. And there was a stint of time there where I, where I, I really enjoyed it, but then you watch it enough and you realize that just it, fucking sucks i think everyone knows that most of the contestants if they get anywhere near the final however many people they they have a bunch of fucking sad sob stories boo fucking who your mom died or whatever the fuck i don't give a fuck it's about your talent that's what the show is i don't give a shit what your situation is if you're talented that's the reason you should be there and the amount of times that someone truly truly talented is just 
throw, thrown thrown away because I, I don't even know because like like as someone's like a kid and they're like oh they're so talented for how young they are it is so fucking infuriating like like there's been a couple times where like genuinely great like comedians or something like that and obviously and, and if anyone knows anything about comedy it's extremely difficult to write timing is everything it it, it is extremely precise it like that's why if i fucking uh, uh comedians are some of the most are some of the most talented people in show business and that's also why a lot of comedians or comedic actors tend to fucking excel in dramatic roles because dramatic stuff is generally very easy compared to comedic stuff which again timing is everything is not an easy thing to do so when you have these comedians who are writing incredible material that are that are that are out in like america's america's got talent or even like fantastic singers and they fucking lose to some little girl and her fucking ventriloquist doll like i i I lose my mind i'm like there's no way not only is, is are they just not that great but also it's or, or or like magicians it like how many i can't i can't tell you how many times i've seen magicians on america's got talent and they it's the same tricks all the time or they like try to do some like death defying stunt and if you know anything about magic it's not obviously it's not fucking real uh like and it's just like I, and I love magic, and maybe that's why <laughs> it annoys me so much. But it's like I've seen this trick a million times, and every time the judges are like, "Whoa, this is the best thing I've ever seen!" And like every time there's a good contestant, they're like, or like a good singer or something, they're like, "This is one of the best singers we've ever had on America's Got Talent." They say it every time, no matter how like 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 even if last year there was someone better, they're like, "This is the best performance we've ever seen on this show." It's just regurgitating the same shit over and over again. And like the wrong people win and the right people always lose. And it's just like, I can't tell if like the judges are idiots or the people or the like the, 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 the people who are like texting in to vote or whatever. I don't know if they do that anymore. I don't know. I don't watch this fucking show, but it's just so it's so bad. It's atrocious. It's infuriating. I cannot watch it because and a lot of the times the stuff isn't even that good like 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 some like a lot of the times there's a there's a singer and they may be very talented and and, and great but then you, the, they're like singing or whatever and the some of the judges are getting emotional i'm like get a fucking grip jesus christ and they hit the golden buzzer and it's like oh my god i'm like it really like they're good but they're not that they the whole point of the show is that they get to they get like a million dollars i think and they also get their own show in vegas again i don't know if they do that anymore i haven't watched in years but at least that's what it was it's like oh you get a show in vegas and the little girl with the ventriloquist doll wins who the fuck is gonna go to see a little girl with do a ventriloquist show in vegas no one like jeff dunham could probably pull that off but some fucking 12 year old it's not gonna fucking happen it pisses me off and they they're always like oh this is amazing and and it's like that the, the comedian should win because they could actually do something uh i'm rambling but good god america's got talent fucking sucks and i hate it yeah we're getting fucking canceled this this is this is it <laughs> this is it that that was that's the last straw that was i got nothing to say about that well we now know that you hate 12-year-old ventriloquists, so... They suck. God damn. That's crazy. My, my next one is... 
Um, this is coming from the games that I that I have tried to play. Um, yeah, some of the some of the Bethesda games that I try to play, they're just they're boring. Like I've tried. I'm not that big on Fallout. I'm definitely not that big on Skyrim. I think I mean I think the memes are funny. Um, I haven't. I mean, I think I've played like Wolfenstein one time. But other than that, like I just I'm not that big of a fan of Bethesda games. Well, Wolfenstein is is technically isn't Bethesda. The studio that's like Bethesda to Wolfenstein is like what Activision is to Call of Duty. Oh, so it's like a distributing company. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Fallout and stuff like that that is Bethesda. Yeah. So like yeah, Fallout and like Skyrim. Like I like I've played them and I haven't gotten very far. Like I think like Fallout Three. I've, I think I've gotten like probably like to the second mission or something like that. Skyrim, I don't know. I was, I just remember I was in a cave and that was at the very beginning of the game. <laughs> um, other than that, you like, I just there, I haven't found really much enjoyment out of those games. Yeah, I, I understand. Like Fallout for me, at well, first of all, I should say the first Bethesda game I've actually played in its completion is Starfield, uh, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. To be honest, technically, that's my first Bethesda game. I have tried Skyrim. There were spiders. Deleted it. <laughs> I've tried Fallout, and I fucking love the art direction for Fallout. That whole, like, 50s futurism, but it's a, but apocalyptic. Oh, so good. Oh, and the music? Incredible. But the gameplay? Could not give a shit. <laughs> Don't care at all. And that's really unfortunate. So that's, that's, honestly, that's part of the reason why I'm actually really excited for the Fallout show. Uh, because I love the vibe. Uh, but yeah, the game, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, uh, it's kind of boring. But Starfield, I really enjoyed. And I, I actually re-downloaded Skyrim and downloaded a mod that takes away all the spiders <laughs> to see if I, uh, maybe now that, you know, I've gotten my, bethesda bearings with like starfield maybe i can go into skyrim and you know enjoy myself somewhat uh but i don't know yet but yeah i i absolutely understand yeah the bethesda games are are uh very popular but i don't really yeah i don't really understand the the hype yeah which is ironic too considering the one bethesda game i actually enjoyed is one of the bethesda games that a lot of people don't like for sure uh here's one uh this one might be a little bit niche, although it's more popular now than it is ever. But um, season one of Community is worse than season four and five and six are still great television. Now, for those who are unaware, Community, a sitcom, NBC sitcom that started airing in the year of our Lord 2009, starring Joel McHale, Gillian Jacobs, Allison Brie, Danny Pudi, Yvette Nicole Brown, Chevy Chase, Donald Glover, etc. Uh <laughs> It's a fantastic show. One of my favorite shows of all time. Torrance seen it. He thinks it's great. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> but uh, How can I not think that, but I binge it in a week? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> but um, uh, the creator of the show, Dan Harmon, co-creator of Rick and Morty, um, it created Community. And for reasons that I won't necessarily get into, he was fired after the show's third season. So in the fourth season of the show, uh, it was running without him. And to a lot of community fans, that's the worst season of the show. Now, for uh, I understand why a lot of the fans under or, or think that, because there are some episodes where 
a big problem with season four is that the characters feel like like uh i guess parodies of themselves they fall into their archetypes more than their what they more than like uh fleshed out characters so i understand that on uh on some level but season four i think because it, they had gone through three seasons it to me it still feels more like community than season one does season one because it it's the first season it's establishing characters and it's establishing the world also because of how weird the show is season one is very tame and it's like it's like it's like Dan Harmon and, and, and all the writers and stuff were like, let's just make a pretty standard, relatively standard uh, season to television before we get absolutely insane. So the studio isn't like, what the fuck is this? Um, because season one, honestly, just sort of feels like not necessarily it's standard ish because it still does get weird. A standard ish uh, sitcom and season four is still very creative and I still think it's really great. There's a, there's a few episodes that are just like, eh, but it's honestly, it's mostly good in my opinion. And, uh, as far as seasons five and six goes, a lot of people are like, Oh, the show, the show fell off hard after Donald Glover left. And is there a shift in tone? And is there certainly like a hole missing in the show? Yes. I'm not going to deny that, but a lot of the additions are still really good. Keith David is fantastic in the show. Uh, the character of, 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 uh, of Frankie is fucking, oh, so funny. And, but yeah, season five and six are super underrated for, for that reason. And I think people don't give them enough credit, but yeah, season four is, uh, it's really, it's really not that bad. Is it the worst season? Maybe, I guess I would probably say season one's the, the worst season. Uh, and, and when I say worst, I don't mean it's bad. It's just not as good as the rest of the seasons. Um, but even if season four is the worst, it's still better than a lot of other shows out there. And I just feel like because community is such high highs and it is such, it's, it's so up there as far, as far as sitcoms go, the fact that if you think season four isn't that great, it's just because in comparison to how good community generally is, season four may feel like a letdown. But again, compared to other shows, it's still top tier. Yeah, I I most definitely agree with that for sure. You know, I would know because you know I benched it in a week. Benched it in two days. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't a week. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't two days. It was probably like four or five. Like four, yeah, four, yeah. Absolute madman, bro. I mean, once a show clicks, it clicks. Like that's that's just what happens. I understand. But, that's what happened to me with uh, well, community, but also with the uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, it's, it's it's like it's getting there. It is getting it. How how far are you into it? I'm already. I think I'm on season two, episode nine. Because right, remember, like we watched season, watch episode seven and eight at my house. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I'm already on episode nine, pretty much. All right. Yeah. I, I think it. Uh, like the office, it like finds its footing in season two, but then it really finds its footing at the towards the end of season two. And yeah. then season three's peak. We'll see. I mean, I'm I mean, I'll get there for sure. Yeah. My next one is um frosting slash icing is terrible. Oh man. It's part of the reason why I don't like most desserts. If it, if I mean that's why I don't really like cake. Because I don't love cake you know, either. It's not it's not good. Like sometimes like 
because it's, it's frosting is it's a like for me like like it's a, I'm a I'm a texture person and there there's just a lot of things you have to do to make things right. Sometimes people make ice and it's way too sweet or it's way too dense and it just throws everything off for me. Very true. But sometimes when the icing hits, but then, but then, then, then again, it's Ooh. like it, it's very rare when it does hit. So that's why I just don't really like it that much. Sure. And like cinnamon rolls doesn't need any icing or frosting on it. It doesn't. It doesn't whoa, need that. Whoa, whoa, it doesn't whoa, eat that, whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable eating cinnamon bread. I'm comfortable with that. I mean, so am I. But like the icing, that's what makes a cinnamon roll, man. No, no, no. So no, if you go I, to if you go to Cinnabon, do you ask for no icing? I don't go to Cinnabon. Okay, but if you did. I would I will ask for no icing. You're insane. I like I'm you you had insane. me there, you had me, I was with you and you lost me. There was once there's only one cinnamon roll place that I actually liked the icing and that was Cineholic. They they did a light icing, but it was also the type of cinnamon roll that I got because it had fruit on it. So with the fruit and like, you know, the of in the juices of the fruit, it kind of like in a sense like meshed with the icing to create some like this like light glaze and that was perfect but some people some some cinnamon roll places they go way too heavy on the icing and it's just i don't like i don't finish it it throws me off i don't like it it's gross it's like i was with you with the cake stuff because i'm not a huge fan of cake and yes and they definitely overdo it with the icing sometimes but sometimes I need the icing because the cake is dry. That that's besides well, the, the point. Well, but but then also like when it comes to cake, like I would much rather have like an ice cream cake with like like, oh, like yeah, little sure. frosting. Well, that's why my favorite cake is fresh leches. That's yeah, that 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 works. That works too. And then also, uh, how do you feel about cupcakes? Eh. Cupcakes, no icing. It has to be like a plain like muffin. Well, yeah, well, I love muffins. Yeah, See, because too. like, yeah, I get it with like the cakey stuff. I'm absolutely, I absolutely understand. But ice uh, it, for for a cinnamon roll, bro, drown that shit in icing. No, no, no. That's dude. like this is like you like like when you say like a uh, the shit at Dutch Bros. They put too much caramel. Yes, it's that that, they should that put, too. They should put more caramel. No, I no 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 no, dude. I'm just no, dude. That it, it, yes. doesn't, it doesn't taste right. Yes, it, it does. Right. It's delicious. No. Because also, they, like, then again, too, like, like also, they put too much caramel to the point where, like, it's all at the bottom. And then, like, I'm just, oh. like, I'm, like, sipping, sipping like, caramel. My, I'm, I'm sipping, like, yeah, I'm sipping my yeah. drink with, like, a, like, a ball of caramel. And yes. that just, just, it's gross. It's delicious. No. It's so also, good. Also, I'm going to add on to this. Not a fan of chocolate, either. I'm not using chocolate, either. I prefer like, white chocolate, which I know I is like, not real chocolate. I don't like chocolate. I don't really like chocolate anything. Chocolate cake is gross. Yeah, chocolate ice cream is gross. Yeah. Chocolate milk is pretty bad. I disagree. Um, I love chocolate milk. It's the only chocolate thing I like. Not, not, not a fan of it, man. I only just, like chocolate uh, when it's paired with a good peanut butter. I mean, like, Reese's is cool. And then, like, I like Twix and Kit Kats, but that's about it when it comes mm, to chocolate. I love a good Twix. But also, like, then again, like, I'm also a fan of, like, you know, like, you know, like the New York peppermint patties? Yeah, those, that, are those are good. Uh, I think, like, I like chocolate, but I like it in small doses. Like, I love a Hershey's yeah. kiss. Yeah, that that's cool. Like, in like you know, like I'll have like a chocolate chip or two. Yeah, like that's good. But like a whole ass chocolate bar, I'm not. I'm good, bro. 
Yeah. Actually, yeah, I don't yeah, even no. love Kit Kats that much anymore. I used to like Kit Kats, but now I'm like, eh. Well, like, I mean, they, they're good. And, like, also, like, you know, Thin Mints. Thin Mints are pretty good, too. Oh, I love Thin Mints. And then, like, oh, Crunch. I like Crunch Bars. I, well, that's well. why, like, I want to try, like, European chocolate, since apparently it's the best thing in the world in America. Chocolate yeah. fucking sucks. So I'm like, maybe I'll like that. I don't know. Who knows, man? But yeah, I'm with you but, on that one. Yeah. That's it. Well, here's Sick a random me. one. I don't like random. the Dutch Bros. Uh, shit where they just try to ask you about your day just give me my coffee oh, yeah. like, I, yeah, like, I, like i like i get it like good uh you know employee customer fucking i don't know what what do you, what do you call that uh customer service yeah sure uh <laughs> like good yeah good customer service and just like being nice to the customer but man i don't i don't i know that you don't care <laughs> like i've seen like i've seen like, that video it was like Oh yeah, how a Dutch Bros uh, person is, and it's like, yeah, like how's your day going? And then like he like like leans into the car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like, especially like if they're like, oh, how's your day going? You got any plans today? And then if I say no, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's it's I don't know, it's, 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 it feels weird, and it's and it's awkward. Yeah, or like it, it, gotta, it feels yeah, it feels very invasive. I just like I don't what why the fuck not only it's, do you not care, it's none of your business. <laughs> it's also a thing to where it's like because like they're being like they're being so invasive and overly nice, it's so it's super awkward because like of course you know like as humans, like when someone's a little too nice, it's like very suspicious. And it's like the only way I can really compare it to like, you know, like Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A they're nice. But you know, but it's not like it's not overly nice. They I mean, they just tell you like my pleasure and like have a good day. You know, you know what? I've never heard a Chick Fil A employee say my pleasure. Really? I've I never, hear that all. I hear it all the time. I've never once heard that. I I want to see if that myth is true. Where like if you say my pleasure, they give you like a free meal. But like if you say before them, you get a free meal. I know that it's, I think it's like a myth. There's no way that's true. I don't know. People have been saying it for like a long time, but like, yeah, I always hear people say like my pleasure because like, actually that happened to me recently. I went to the mall with like my friend and her mom and then we went to Chick-fil-A afterwards. And then like, I asked for a refill on sweet tea. I said, thank you. And they said my pleasure. So it's never happened to me. That's crazy. Maybe it's because I don't say thank you. That's wild. I I, I think I do say thank you. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You you just say thank you and just drive off because you're trying to eat. Yeah. And it or like it, and I feel so bad. Look, just to be blunt, I don't tip at Dutch Bros specifically. I don't. I don't but like, just pay your fucking pay your workers. I just like I, I like I know you don't like. It's not like if you go to a restaurant, if you don't tip, you're a dick. But if like at coffee places, it's like you don't have to tip, but maybe you should. Mm, I don't. Yeah. I don't tip, and it not only not not only is it because I th- it's like a a principal thing, but also. I ain't got that kind of cash. <laughs> like I got the money for this thing. And like, I, I like, I don't I like, I'm not, I'm not paying any extra. Right. I, like, I don't know. It's like, I feel bad. Cause they flipped the thing over and they're like, all right, it's going to ask you, it's going to ask you the question or whatever. And they, and they always say, you don't have to, don't be pressured into, don't feel like you have to. And so I'm like, fine by me. No tip, <laughs> but I feel like yeah. it's probably, I'll probably imagining it, but I feel like they, they turn it around and look at it that I put no tip and they go, these mother, this motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, I feel like that's always the energy I get, but I don't know if I'm just, I probably imagining that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on that tangent, can't believe you don't like icing on a cinnamon roll. 
specifically. I don't I don't like that. What dude. about a toaster strudel? Um, very little. Jesus. But then but then again, it's also like I guess that's like fine a little bit because you know you have the pastry and like the the filling that's like kind of cutting through that. Sure. So I guess that that's fine. But I think it's atrocious on Pop Tarts. Atrocious. Like I don't like it. Uh, well, I like yeah, it on I'm, I'm, I mean, I've always been a, the flavor. I've always been a different. I've always been a toaster strudel fan rather than a pop tart fan because Still, I've, I've never control. had a toaster strudel to this day. That's crazy. I have to. Well, you mean you've had mine, but yeah, you haven't had like the yeah, 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 the branded ones. Yeah. But I mean, like with with that, like with, with toaster strudels, I mean, it's fine because I can control how much icing I can put on that. But even then, it's so like very thin. I don't put like too much on it because then I'm just end up like I'm just like wincing in the car or something like that. <laughs> Bro's oh flinching because of some icing. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm like literally just like twitching, and that's not fun. So like, wait, is it your turn? Oh yeah, it's my turn because yours yours was the icing thing, and then we got off topic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so this is there. Uh, okay, a part of this is unpopular, but. Most of it is technically pop. Whatever. Uh, the only good Transformers movie is Bumblebee. Oof. Now, I don't think it's unpopular to say that most of the Transformers movies are garbage. Uh, I think most people would probably agree. But specifically, uh, I would also say that the first one sucks. And I think most people do love the first one, including you. Um, here's my thing, right? I used to say, oh, all the Transformers movies suck, except Bumblebee in the first one. But... <laughs> Yeah, no the first one sucks <laughs> uh, like it's fine it's the best one out of the bay movies i don't know about that one it is no i don't know about that I, dude you're telling me there's a be- there's a better bay transformers movie than the first one Re- yes revenge of the fallen i love revenge of the fallen so much Say psych right now shut up i love you disgust it disgust me i love it the first I, one is I, it's not I, good. And, and, and even like even like fucking um yeah transformers pink floyd you know yeah it's, it's called dark side of the moon or something like that i like that one too jesus that one's that one's good we want one sentinel prime and stuff sentinel trash darker darker the moon i said dark side of the moon pink floyd um but yeah i, I like that one too but i can understand why people would think that yeah, like um, you know, the the fourth and fifth ones are pretty bad because they are a bit convoluted and just bad. But yeah, the first yeah. one's bad. <laughs> There's a couple funny moments, like uh, what's his name? What's his name? Shia LaBeouf? No, no, no. The uh, guy from Blackish, Tyrese Lennox. Uh, the dude, and he's like. Josh Jumel's character? He's like, shut up, Grandma. Oh, Anthony Anderson? Anthony Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, a, that's amazing, dude. Yeah, that's funny. Other dude, car dealer, chip dude, that bit's funny. Outside oh, of that. Uh, yeah. John, uh, John Turturro's character, right? No. Oh, Bernie Mac. Yeah, Bernie Mac. Uh, uh, outside of that, shit, shit movie. Damn. I mean, there's some cool action sequences. Oh, you know what's good about the first one and maybe maybe even the second one is that you actually see a lot of the Transformers actually transform. A lot of the later ones, they just transform off screen. Yeah. Which is pretty yeah. fucking lame. Uh, I know. 
But yeah, um, like it's like it has good moments, but ultimately not a great movie. Whereas Bumblebee, incredible, fantastic film. I think I know. I think I know why. Has humor, has good action, has Haley Steinfeld, has John Cena, etc. Yeah, it has incredible Transformers designs. That too. Like it just. (sighs) I'm so I'm so upset that they changed like the look of Optimus. The Optimus could have stayed the same in Rise of the Beast. Oh yeah, well all of them really. Yeah, all of them for sure. But Optimus had like the best design. It was so good. It's so amazing. The whole Cybertron sequence was fucking. The Cybertron shit was amazing, dude. Why? We needed to get. We we should have gotten a movie with that. Yeah, just that. I don't care if it took like. Seven years. Give me that, bro. Give me the Cybertron stuff, and then we can have Bumblebee. Bumblebee's like, be also s- the only one where the human characters are fun and interesting. Yeah. But other than that, like, yeah, I, I mean, I can understand, but I, I still like. I mean, I'm just a Transformers guy. That's like that's like a guilty pleasure thing. So I am I. But that's care. the problem. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair to say. So is it my turn, right? Yeah. Um. Here's a big one. It's don't know if it's unpopular, but if it, I don't know, if it might not be unpopular. Might, I don't know. Uh, yeah, let people enjoy movies even when they're not considered cinema. Like I, just, I'm just like you know tired of like it's always like, like you know it's a very like 2020. Yeah, yeah. No, twenty twenty so far is is the defining decade of film. Uh, not critique film film not film buffs. Uh, film. Like, like pretentious film bros. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, sorry that I enjoy a movie that's why, you know, like considered like critically bad and sorry that I'm not enjoying, you know, these three hour black and white detective, like thriller movies. And don't get me wrong. I'm a person who wants to be a filmmaker and I've, I'm of course I have watched a lot of movies and I'm still working on that. But sometimes I just like to, you know, wind down. I like to turn my brain off. I like to watch, like, you know, just stupid movies. Like, Grown Ups may not be, like, the best, but it's a mem- it's a damn good film to me. It's, like, it's funny. It's a feel-good movie. And, like, you know, of course, you know, pe- people, like, they watch films, and they, and they see things differently. And of course, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. But like you know, I'm not a person to where I'm not a critic, right? I'm not a critic. I don't want to be. I am a person who like you know I can enjoy the good of things, and I can also critique the bad of things. But ultimately, ultimately, you know, like it's fine if like people just you know they don't watch like you know The Godfather or like you know they don't watch all of Jake Gyllenhaal's like filmography or tarantino's filmography you know like it's okay if like someone wants to go watch trolls well or like <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know about that <laughs> i mean, yeah it's okay if like someone wants to watch something that's like not considered you know a critically acclaimed film i'm sorry that i had fun watching the marvels i'm sorry i had a really fun time yeah i'm sorry that i'm not that i'm watching Carnival World movies and CGI fuckfests. I'm sorry that I'm not watching a $500 budget indie short film 
made in someone's uh, basement. I'm sorry I'm not watching Saltburn because it really seems unappealing to me. <laughs> I think, dude, that, that movie, that movie's so good. Like, the cinematographer, like, he's gonna need back surgery for the way he fucking carried this film. It's insane. But anyways, yeah, that's just my thing. You know, like I said, I'm, uh, when, when someone says, I'm sorry that I'd movie, rather watch Wonka than Killers of the Flower Moon. That's crazy. It's fucking four hours. I'm not watching that shit. Is it really four hours? Uh, six, Lemon. 12, it's like three hours and three and a half hours or something like that. Still ridiculous. Um, let me see. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Three hours and 26 minutes. Holy shit. Oh, it's on Apple TV. Yeah. With a subscription. It's a, it's an Apple original. That had a sense. limited theatrical release. Yeah. Well, I can see it at the quarry, but yeah, of course, so whenever someone says watch more movies, like I could just give them my letterbox, look at my diary. I'm, I've seen more films than 304, but 304 films on my letterbox, but for sure. I have 555. Yeah. You've been using letterbox longer than I have. I don't think that's true. I think I've just logged more movies. That that that's true too. Like I haven't logged in like the stall. Like I, I haven't like logged in like the Star Wars movies. I just put them. Like, I just put them like, like in a list, something like that. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me, right there. I'm sorry that I don't want to watch like a super sad drama because I don't want to be sad. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's understandable. And in that vein, like, what mm-hmm. were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say like you know so yeah some like some people just don't want to watch like that you know like certain stuff like some people like just are picky with like you know their genres which is fine because there's lots to choose from yeah like i don't love uh super bad <laughs> that's that's i mean like i can acknowledge that it's clearly a good movie but and a classic yeah, that's for fine a because it's it's dated for sure or most of it's dated but i love it because it's just like you know childhood right there but yeah in that vein uh my next one is literally i think like i'm sorry that i think indiana jones and the dial of destiny is a really good movie like critically it didn't do very well it it has a lower score i think than kingdom of the crystal skull which is it's fine (laughs) i guess um but like the audience score is fine and that's good but like man a lot of people are lying it's like oh so bad because well, a lot of it's because like people think it's woke or whatever, and it's literally not remotely. <laughs> um, but like a lot of people think it's like a ridiculous movie, and it's like Indiana Jones has always been ridiculous. Like literally, I think it isn't Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, or maybe it was the third one. I don't remember. Um, but like he literally he goes to Nuketown. Uh, well, Nuketown is based off of the Indiana Jones thing, but he gets he fucking survives in new because he gets in a fucking fridge doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense uh <laughs> like a lot of indiana jones doesn't make sense and part of the appeal is that it's like oh it's like this grounded adventure movie but then it's like supernatural and shit and like dial of destiny is is no different it feels very classic indiana jones i don't know i think i think it's really great uh i don't have a ton to say about this one other than it's just like i think people i don't know i don't know what people expected from it but i thought it was a blast yeah it's your turn no it's not yeah it is no it's not mine i just did mine oh you did yeah it was indiana jones oh i i, I just i thought that you're adding on to mine that's why i thought no, that's my fault but it did transition well yeah the transition true. was so smooth you thought i didn't even take my turn yeah you're right 
also going back to like you know movies or whatever i think we should bring back some movies to theaters that have flopped from the box office oh yeah like good movies that deserve yeah like scott pilgrim yes exactly exactly like scott pilgrim that movie should not have flopped at the box office and they're already bringing they're like like this like they're already bringing back movies enough as it is like they're bringing back like soul or something like that so i went to i went to go see the movies last night and they're bringing back soul uh i mean i know like this is like a technically not like a thing that they're, i mean it's a partnership that they're doing but like a24 and amc are bringing back movies yeah from like a you know the, their valentine's day thing but still it's like Hell, if they're, re- if they're re-releasing movies, let's bring back some movies that have flopped at the box office. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Um, Scott Pilgrim. I mean, Into like the Spider-Verse. Like, okay. Like, it did fine, but definitely didn't make as much as it should have. Like, especially, like, even, like, some like some of the films that, like, didn't do well because of the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I mean, of course, you know, and this movie isn't, like, the absolute best, but, like, you know, like, Dread. Oh, with, like, yes. Carl Ar- yeah, with Carl Urban. And then, like, I don't know, yeah, it was just, like, yeah, let's just start, like, releasing some films that, like, you know, didn't do the best or they couldn't have done the best because of, like, you know, circumstances. Birds of birds of Prey? Birds of Prey, Tenet. No. How about Zack Snyder's Justice Wait, Tenet is going back to theaters. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, thank God. My praise have been answered. One of, like, probably one of the most overhated Christopher Nolan f- films. Oh, yeah. Don't know why. It's fire. It's because it's not good. Shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd like it. <laughs> but yes. I'm trying to think of other movies that flopped, but are actually good. Uh, the Iron Giant? Oh, they, oh yeah, they constantly bring about the Iron Giant, though. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Star Wars. Shazam, too. Just kidding. Or the first Shazam. First Shazam. But it's probably tainted because of the second Shazam. <laughs> yeah. Or just the DCEU in general. Yeah, man. Black Adam. Just- Black Adam is crazy. Yeah, so people can witness the hierarchy of the DC universe changing. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm going to rattle off a couple uh, because they're similar vein. Uh, she Hulk is a great show. It's great. Ugh, it's a good about, show. On about great. Fuck you. It was. It was a great show. <laughs> it was exactly what it was setting out to be. And it did its job. It was good shit. It was good stuff. It deserves a second season. Two. I don't know about that. Yes, shut up. Thor: Love and Thunder is great, despite its issues. I don't think it's as good as Ragnarok, and it has a couple of issues here and there. But the hate of that for that movie is massively overblown. Uh, I think story wise, it's better than Ragnarok. I don't think it's as funny, but it's good stuff. No, yes, Gore could have been used more, yes. but I, he was he was the screen time that he had was great. Uh don't know about that shut up <laughs> get rid of those fucking goats too the goats were fine on no, a rewatch they they're literally they're 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 fine <sighs> also also fix the cgi on that on that little kid bro they did no they didn't they they literally did but even nah, even when i saw it opening night i literally didn't even notice because it was fine i think it was i think it was funny when i saw it because i also all the freaking memes about it like the fucking like the the like the pickle chin ad boy like fucking edits I saw that was funny, um, but yeah, get rid of the goats. Um, Story wise, yeah, that was cool. Um, love the parallel of uh, Jane and Gore. More more Gore. He's like oh he, he was like a human. 
could have been more godlike. I think like the most of the movie should have been like about gore, bro. It should have been like at least like three hours of gore, bro. More Christian Bale. Who like I love Christian Bale. Like I I wouldn't I couldn't tell. Um you couldn't tell that it was Christian Bale? No, I couldn't tell that you liked him. Oh. I like Christian Bale. Have you um, seen American Psycho? I have seen American Psycho, yes. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't love it. You don't love it? Uh, That's fair. That's fair. It was fine, I guess. Uh, I do the the when they're trading the uh, the cards. The cards. Scene. Yeah, that's, that's so incredible. That's funny. <laughs> it's so I love good. It. And the part where he kills Jared Leto. But outside of that, uh, it was it was okay. Bro, you know you know Jared Leto's fifty two. Did you know Jared Leto's a shit actor? <laughs> Obviously, you haven't seen him in uh, Suicide Squad twenty sixteen. <laughs> you right. But honestly, I think Jared Leto's best performance is Requiem in a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. No, his best performance was Blade Runner 2049. He was in that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He was in Blade Runner 2036. He's going to be in the new Tron for some reason. Tron Aries, yes, sir. What's your next one? I just said it. <laughs> I, I thought, you, I thought, you, I thought you, you were going to continue. That's my fault. I said I was going to rattle off a couple and it was She-Hulk and Thor. Oh, like I said, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna continue. I'm Bro sorry. is not paying attention. I'm paying attention. I just don't know. I, I mean, because I'm I, get your I head you in off. the gate. I cut you off, and that's my fault. I want to go back to your tipping one because that's also my next one. Oh no. Um, I, 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 whenever I think about tipping, I think about that Reservoir Dogs intro with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking. It's so funny, and it's it's so true. And then I'm just like, man, shit, to, to tip or not to tip, you know, on some freaking Shakespeare type shit. But honestly, when it comes to tipping, I feel like, I feel like you shouldn't tip on things that are lower than like 10 bucks or like five. I'm not tipping on a drink. Like you said, I'm not tipping on a drink. I can't do that because it just it doesn't make sense. But for a meal, yes, I will yeah, tip. T- to be clear, we do tip. Yes, we 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 do because tip, that's the culture that we live in. But we shouldn't have to yes, because exactly pay your fucking servers. Yes, exactly. I said that three times. I don't care. But like, yeah, and like, yes, and like you said, like, you know, some people don't got money like that. I understand. Um, but like, the most I'll, the the lowest I'll give you is like five dollars, depending on how much I pay. How much when you do tip? What's the how, what percentage? Um, the lowest is like maybe like eighteen. Eighteen percent? Yeah, that's a, that's a, like that's the lowest I'll go. Do, like yeah, how you said you wouldn't uh, tip for anything under ten dollars. Like if it's like if it's like I mean yeah if it's like I a actually, drink I tip less the higher it goes. So I'll tip. 20% if it's like $10. But if the meal is like $30, I'll tip I'll tip like 15. <laughs> 30 15? Yeah. That's actually that's fine actually. That's fine. If it's like $50, I'll tip 10%. Okay. Yeah. What was the highest you've ever tipped someone? That's a good question. I'm not sure. For me, I think I tipped like 50 bucks. Huh? So, well, no, because I'm, I'm at a steakhouse. That's why. Still, yeah, I was at Ruth Chris, bro. That shit, that shit's expensive. You're the only. Were you, were you the only one that tipped? No. 
Okay, see, that's still... I feel like collectively... Well, because, I mean, it was separate. Still. Like, yeah, because, like... Well, then again, like, the, the, the meal by itself, like, beside... Without any tip, was like... Steakhouse is pisses me, pissed me off. I um, I think there was, like, eight, like... Like, around 80 to, like, 100 bucks. Because I got, like, a steak that was, like, 72 bucks. And I got, like, potatoes that was, like, 12 jesus christ and then like i you know i also had a couple drinks so i was like you know fuck but then again i had just gotten paid too so i didn't give a fuck what happened see you know i i I don't understand steakhouses anymore because because that korean barbecue oh yeah the korean barbecue thing that was like what 50 bucks a person yeah and that was oh yeah the fuck is the point of a steakhouse god damn yeah no yeah yeah korean yeah Korean barbecue places are like they're they're super cheap, and also Especially like steakhouses piss me off. I don't know if it's the case for all steakhouses, but at least the steakhouses that I've been to, there's a fucking dress code. Oh, oh yeah, fucking for sure. Off yourself, God. That's so. What a pretentious fucking. I am giving you money to eat. Like, obviously, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Fine. But if I'm just wearing normal ass clothes and you turn me away because I'm not in like fucking like, I don't know, business cat. Fuck off. I am giving you money to eat. If I have the money, you fucking serve me. Fucking dicks. What the fuck is that? (laughs) You're not wrong. That's just ridiculous. You kidding me? You're a fucking steakhouse. You're not a fucking five star Gordon Ramsay certified restaurant. Go fuck yourself. Dress code. It's fucking ridiculous. You expect the fucking president to show up? Like, what is this? <laughs> Are we eating for the queen? Like, <laughs> that, that, that was it for my for my tipping one. If I want to eat steak and go to a steakhouse in a fucking t shirt and some sweatpants, I feel like I should be able to. No, no, like you, you're you're all good. And that, that that's understandable. Some dumbass bullshit, bro. <laughs> is that no popular opinion? I would say so because, well, I, I think it's like, it's, I would say it's uncommon because like, I don't hear the, I don't hear shit about that, honestly. Cause I mean, then I don't go to steak houses. That was, a, I went that, that time I went, I went to Ruth Chris, I was like two years ago. It was, it was two years ago. And I walked in, I, I mean, then again, I was, I was appropriately dressed, but I don't, yeah, I don't think there's like a, there's not a dress code at Ruth Chris. And then, like I said, I don't go to say costs. I've never, I've never heard of that rule. I see. Imagine having a dress code at a restaurant. Hey, anyway, <laughs> um, do you have another one? Yeah. Okay. What is it? I have two more. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is average at best. I, I, oh, because hmm. I, I mean, I like Top Gun Maverick more than the first one. Sure. Because I, because while I do think that. I don't know, I think it's like a, a I think for me I like when movies that come out now like have some sort of imitation to replicate the feel of movies like from the past. Yeah. Like like for example like like the holdovers. Holdovers is amazing because it's shot on film and like there's a whole color well, thing. Let's not spoil and, what what would you watch this week? Let's not, let's not spoil what we watched. Oh, uh, well I'm just saying but like for that um it does a you know they they have like the old like uh universal logos and stuff like that too um but yeah with the top gun maverick 
I enjoyed with I I enjoyed it a lot more than the uh, other Top Gun, uh, the first one, because you know they have like the 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 text, you know that that old like eighties text, and I felt like the that that feeling that, that they're trying to achieve with the first Top Gun, I think it worked in this film. The only time when it didn't is when you know there's the whole mission of Tom Cruise and Miles Teller and that like foreign area or whatever that territory that was the only time where i'm like yeah this is some mission mission impossible type shit that was the best part of the movie (laughs) that was the best part of the movie for you because it was some mission impossible shit (laughs) yeah that makes sense uh but i'm not i'm not saying that it's it's not as good as the first one because i agree i I do think it's better than the first one but the first one also wasn't that good either (laughs) yeah yeah you feel like it was like overrated yeah it's just it's just it's massively overrated it's just like it's fine. Like it's clearly mm-hmm. a, a, a well-made film. It doesn't help that that everyone's fucking pretentious about it because it quote unquote doesn't use CG. When especially in that part where in the foreign territory, you can't tell me that does not look CG. Like, <laughs> like, like it looks good, but it's clearly CG. <laughs> um, it's just and most of, most of that movie is CG, really. Uh, but I talked about that already. Uh, but yeah, it's just the story is just so average just faceless enemy and uh, just uh we gotta we gotta get the bad guys and just like some fucking military dudes in a room oh you know what what was nice the part with val kilmer that was nice that was nice the the whole romance plot i couldn't give a fuck about yeah i also don't like miles teller so that doesn't help (laughs) glenn powell was really good in it yeah, because he uh, successfully played an, a nice asshole. Successfully played a piece of shit to the point where that's a, the first. Well, I say it's the first time I've seen Glenn Powell. That's not true. He was in Spy Kids, but <laughs> the first time I've seen him in anything recently, <laughs> and I was like, "This guy fucking sucks!" <laughs> like to the point where, like, I'd, I'd see him on like red carpets. So I'm like, "Fuck this guy!" <laughs> uh, but he's good. I'd like to see him as like Booster Gold. Yeah. Um, you can say you can say your your last one too. So I, I have one more. Okay, uh, Ray Skywalker uh, was a great character up until the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, a lot of people say that oh, she's like a Mary Sue in the Force Awakens. No, no, she's she's not. Uh, people are like, oh, she gets like her power or she like figures it out too quickly. I don't disagree necessarily, but Luke also figures some shit out pretty quickly. It's not. It, it, it's fine. <laughs> the Last Jedi, I've talked to death about. I think it's fantastic and it really bolsters not only her character, but Kylo's. But then in The Rise of Skywalker, they just fucking throw it all away because, oh, she's a Palpatine and she's like uber powerful. Oh, she's all the Jedi. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> that's pretty much. That's pretty, I think she's a really solid, really good character up until that point. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, any. Well, I say any chance that character had, but they're making a, a Ray film. So, you know, hopefully they can do something in that movie uh, that I'm pretty excited about. But as of right now, any chance they had it, like making people enjoy that character more is was fucking just dashed in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I still can't believe that uh, some guy like three years ago made a, a Ray Palpatine theory yeah. video <laughs> and look what the fuck happened. That shit was crazy. Should have just been a nobody, but whatever. Guess I'll go fuck myself. Yeah, I'm not even gonna get into that sequel shit. I'm not getting into that. Um, mine, my last one is about 
vintage places slash online shops. I have a whole like little rant about that since you know I'm a person who um, is like into fashion and I like you know dressing nicely. Um, number one, um, there's no re like there's no fucking reason why a person who wears a medium or a large should be fucking buying like stuff that's like sight like two sizes are like ahead of them. Like it's bad enough for me as a bigger person to try to go to thrift shops or vintage places and then all that should be sold out and then like I'm seeing like somebody wearing like size forty two jeans with like a freaking belt on them that's like tight as like the freaking like waist. That shit that shit's dumb as hell. And number two, pricing. There is no fucking way when I go to these damn Instagram vintage shops or whatever, there's no reason a shirt should be like $70, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I know, I know times are tough and I know that some of these people are like, you know, these are like one to like five people, like five person teams, but there's no fucking way I'm spending like $70 on like a shirt or like $80 for a jacket that's outrageous as fuck. Like, I can't even fucking justify spending like thirty on like thirty dollars on like you know just clothes anymore or something like that. Man, it's it's getting outrageous as fuck. Like the one like literally the other day, I'm on this Instagram shop. I see this jacket. Oh my man, you know this is a nice, it's a nice like look, you know, nice jacket. Jacket's like five hundred bucks. I never bought the page so damn fast in my life, bro. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm tired of seeing that shit. That shit's crazy as hell. And the thing is, too, like, like, like these aren't even just like, yeah, you know, they they don't like make their own stuff or whatever. They don't do any of that. Of course, they just get like a bunch of like vintage clothing, and they put up on a site and they throw some bullshit ass tag on it. Like, I'm just like, dude, ain't this is this is absolutely disgusting. It's gross. And then, like, not not saying it's, like, the most ethical, but I see why places like Shein be popping. Ain't no one trying to spend, like, $100 on one thing. The, I'm not sp- spending, for a t-shirt, I'm not spending any more than 30 bucks. Yeah. And it also just really, it also really depends on, like, what the shirt is. Like, if it's some, like, if it's, like, a Spider-Man shirt that looks really cool, and it's, like, 25 bucks, you know, I'll, oh, I'll, hell I'll yeah, do I'm that. Copping that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like some pants, like the most I've ever spent on a pair of pants is like forty bucks. But then again, it's like Dickies, and like Dickies, like you know, have like you know work pants or whatever, and it, and they feel nice and they have good quality. That's fine. But like, oh, like why the fuck am I gonna spend like two hundred dollars on a fucking shirt with some goddamn holes on it? Get the fuck out of here! Like the fuck? It's just fucking absolutely like nuts, bro. And, don't, and and the thing is, it's not even like designer shit either. I don't even like designer shit like that. Like I'm more of like of just a casual person. Like give me some like I don't know, give me some like Vans, some Vans shit rather than some like Balenciagas or something like that. And like I said, it's different because you know it, it's different when like a company or, or, or like a team is making it, and it's like okay, you know, like if it's something that I like and it's a decent price, cool, you know, I'll get it. But and of course, you know, like I don't, I don't have to buy it, and that's uh, that's completely fine. But it's like you should make stuff that are that is good quality at a good price, so people would buy it. 
like hell like if it's a local business that's like making some film shit that's like not too overpriced hell yeah i'm gonna fucking support that shit but like i shouldn't have to go onto a shop and be like oh yeah you know this this piece looks nice and then have it be like 300 bucks my no that's just not it bro like over some fucking clothes like get fucking real bro that's just crazy but yeah that that's it for me i'm I'm done i don't have any more i don't disagree with any of that but before we move yeah. on to, uh, because that's it for me as well, before we move on to what we watch, small piece of breaking news. Uh, according to insider Daniel RPK, apparently the Punisher is going to have an even bigger role in Born Again now. Nice. That's amazing. Huge W. For sure. Anyway, what'd you watch this week? Oh, I Actually, did. you know what? I'm going to go first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just saying, a million yeah, I was just things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I watched the TED series on Peacock great time absolutely fantastic uh i actually wasn't a huge fan of the ted movies i think i thought they were good uh but i didn't think they were great but also i think i should rewatch them i actually do plan on rewatching them um i actually don't know if i've seen the second one but i feel like i have or maybe i've just seen a bunch of clips i don't know regardless uh the ted series was really really good um i highly recommend it it was very funny funnier than i thought it would be and also a lot more um I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't, vulgar is not the right right word, but it, uh, it it touched on a lot more things than I expected it to, and did it very very well. Uh, uh, the you, guy, would you, say it's like, would you say it's like raunchy? Yeah, but no, <laughs> mm. no, because I th- I feel like the movies are raunchy. Yeah, the the series okay. is okay. is it's vulgar and it touches it, it's it's more about societal issues than it is haha this bear's having sex but regardless it was really good uh the guy who plays the dad plays uh steve on american dad and that really fucked me up when i found that out because <laughs> he's like he's like he's a ginger dude and he's like full-on boston dad and it's just like this is the guy who plays fucking st- that's fucking jarring <laughs> um but yeah, anyway, great show. Highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's like eight episodes. It's like eight to ten episodes. I don't remember. Pretty quick watch. Um, and yeah, I really hope it gets a second season. I think it will get a second season. It might have been renewed. I'm not sure. But I also found out that Seth Far- Seth MacFarlane actually did motion cap- capture for it. Like on yeah, set. Yeah, I saw that too. Awesome. Because I was wondering that the whole time. I was like, was Seth MacFarlane like there on set? Because a lot of the... Uh, because, you know, it being a comedy, the timing is very important. And I was like, are they just, did Seth MacFarlane do the lines and they're reacting to him doing the lines they pre-recorded? I don't know. But the fact that it seems like he probably recorded on set and then dubbed it afterwards. Uh, but that's not the point. Good series. Anyway, <laughs> I also, I watched uh, Rick and Morty season seven. Uh, good well, shit. I totally, for- I totally forgot Rick and Morty was a thing. I dropped out show like season four. <laughs> Uh, this is the season with the new actors for Rick and Morty. Uh, and honestly, you can't, you can't really tell a difference, uh, because I'm pretty attuned to this sort of stuff. If you're, a, if you're a casual, you, you, you literally won't notice a difference. The only, but I notice a difference specifically when the characters are, are like yelling and I don't mean raising the voice. I mean like yelling. It's like, okay, you can tell it. It, it is off somewhat, uh, but it is absolutely serviceable enough that it's, it, it, absolutely doesn't hinder the experience at all uh so yeah really really great it was also just a really 
really good season in general. Uh, I th- it was either the last season or the season prior that was pretty disappointing and it had a lot of duds for episodes, but it seems like they stepped up their game here. Uh, so yeah, if you, it, this is, this is the sort of season where it's like, if you want to get back into Rick and Morty, it's like, this is a really good season. Honestly, uh, there's the first episode just straight up has Hugh Jackman in it. Hugh Jackman makes an appearance. He's like, Hey, I'm Hugh Jackman. That was fun. Uh, and then I also watched war games with uh, Matthew Broderick and what have you. Um, this is a really solid movie. Uh, I will say that it started off very slow. I was just like, Whoa, I'm, I am bored. But once it gets going, it uh, it really gets going. It actually reminded me sort of, uh, at least in, in terms of pacing, it reminded me of Far From Home, where it was just like, sort of like, it's just like, wow, this, is, this started off really slow, but it, it just gets going and it just keeps going. Uh, it was sort of like that. Uh, and uh, it was really good. It was a really solid premise. I really, I really enjoyed. Uh, I won't get two into the weeds for spoiler purposes but basically it's a the world war three almost starts because a kid is fucking with his computer in his room <laughs> that's that's basically what it is and it's uh it's it's really well done i feel like um it's one of those movies where it's like it's uh i feel like i've seen it before because other movies have sort of imi- imitated it or taken from it in in some way but i also can't place exactly where i seen or this sort of thing from uh but yeah it was really really solid uh i think i give it like an eight out of ten it's re- it's really it's really good but uh yeah that's pretty much all i watched oh also it has a it has a great message as well it's pretty heavy-handed uh but it's 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 only really heavy-handed because it's a, I think it came out in 1983 and the message for 1983 is very good. And I think it should be spelled out, but nowadays it's like, it's a, it's the type of message that's like really obvious to us. And it's like, it doesn't need to be spelled out, but like it, the, it, it, I understand why it is and it's a good message. And uh, so, yeah, but yeah, eight out of 10, really solid. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Let's see the movies that I watched this week. Um, when, when did I stop? Oh, yeah. Did I stop at the Beekeeper? No. I saw that, I saw that after Sun, right? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes, I did. Because we recorded on the 20th. Yes. Okay. So I saw the Beekeeper, Jason Satham, directed by David Iyer. Um, I liked it. It was fun. It has action. It's Jason Satham. I love Jason Satham. Um, He's funny. Um, makes a lot of B puns. Um, oh my God, I didn't that, even realize it was David Ayer. Yeah, dude. He, the direction in this is actually pretty cool um, by him. Hashtag yeah, at least the Ayer cut. For real. But other than that, I mean, it's fun. Um, there's some stuff that I don't like about the movie, but I still, I still gave it like a four out of five because it's just, it's just, it's just Jason Statham. He's fun. Um, then I watched Little Miss Sunshine. Hell yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. I fucking love I love this movie. It's wholesome, dysfunctional, and all around just amazing. Steve Carell uh, looks really good. Yeah, I know. Steve yeah, I've been I was looking at the letterbox uh reviews and people were like, Oh my god, Steve Carell looks like a dilf. And I'm just <laughs> like, man. I, I was like, you know a what? Like you're dilf. not wrong. Yeah, gay dilf. And there's crazy how, like, that like it's crazy that like Steve Carell wasn't really like known 
But then he just got a bunch of like hits like back to back within like two years. Yeah. He, he got uh of the office, obviously. He got Little Miss Sunshine, he got Forty Year Old Virgin, and uh maybe even Bruce Almighty. Mm-hmm. Like Bro just had a great few years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, like you know, Paul Dano, he's he's like really like like he he's like really funny. And like also like, you know, he's very like, you know, like cynical and stuff, but like it's still like pretty it's really cool seeing him. Tony Collette, oh my gosh, she's she's wonderful in this movie. Uh and yeah, she's she's really wonderful. She'll never be part of a functional family. And yeah, I really loved it. It was so fun. You give it four um, and a half. I give it four. Yeah, I gave it four and a half just because it was like it like a lot of a lot of stuff like made me like laugh. Especially the I love the part where like the grandpa's like talking to Paul Dano. He's like, "Kid, like you're young, like fuck a lot of women, not just one woman, a lot of women." Yeah. yeah. And then he like gives like, and then he's like, he says like the F slur, and he's like, "But like, go go in there, like give me some like magazines, you know, like some 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 of that good stuff." And then like obviously like in this movie you see like Brian Cranston. I was about to say random by Brian Cranston. <laughs> Yeah, and then like you can also see like Hank and Schrader, fucking goddamn fucking Dean Norris, and then like of course you see like they have like the dead grandpa in the in the in the back, and he's like, yeah, I'm a sucker, I'm a sucker trunk, and then he just like he just looks at the magazines, he's like, yeah, I like this, and then he just like lets him go. That shit is funny as shit, but yeah, I love that movie. It's so fun. Uh, yeah, the guy who played watched, the uh, the grandpa Alan Arkin, he just died last year. Yeah, I know. I I did see that. And that was crazy. Um, you know, yeah, but I gave it, I gave it four stars because um, I understand the point. I understand what they're trying to do, but man, that beauty pageant made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I honestly I like kept like looking away. I'm just like, I don't want to see this. But I mean, it was fun when they all started dancing on yeah. the stage. So yeah, it was cool. Um, fuck that lady at the beauty pageant though, too. Fucking bitch. <laughs> then I watched Con Air with Nicolas Cage and uh, John Cusack. It was it was fine. It's a it's a fine movie. I'm not a fan of like the accent Nicolas Cage uses, but man, it also has like John Malkovich and Danny Trejo. I I've never wanted to see Danny Trejo die so badly in my life. Yeah, I saw your review for it. What do you, what is, what, how is he Danny so Trejo, bad? Because Danny Trejo's a rapist in that Oh! One. Yeah, he's a rapist. So, like, and he, like, try, he, like, he tries to, like, like, rape, like, like a woman. I in see. In that one, like, twice. So, I'm like, so, 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 when they're like, you know, that they say his body, he's like, they're like, yeah, he's dead. I'm like, thank fucking God. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, not so much. But yeah, other than that, like you know, it's cool. It also has um, uh, Ving Rams and Ving Rams, Ving Rams. Sorry, I apologize. Ving Rams, he's pretty cool in it. He's a little funny, but yeah, other than that, it's cool. Um, then I rewatched Straight Outta Dave Compton. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's in it too. Yeah, he's fucking dumb. In that. He's dumb as hell in that one. <laughs> I was kind of glad when he died too. Spoiler alert. Wow. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, I rewatched Straight Outta Compton. Oh, you rewatched so, it? 
Yeah, I rewatched okay. watched it. Still so good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Like one of, one of the best biopics next to Rocket Man. Yeah. One could say Oppenheimer's a biopic. Yeah. The Schloppenheimer. Yeah. Um yeah, and then like like I said earlier when we we're talking about our um you know our unpopular opinions, I watched The Holdovers. Such a fucking fantastic film from like, you know, from, from the set the set design, from like the cinematography. I just really love how it takes that old, you know, the old the the, the nostalgic feel of like, you know, the old like eighties, seventies like movies and just place it in the modern time. Paul Giamatti he just plays such a fantastic character and the newcomer Dominic Sessa, he does such a great, great like role in this one too. And also like the one thing I love about this movie that I was really paying attention to was the dialogue. Not to spoil anything, but Paul G. Mighty plays a history teacher. And so he's just always talking into like he's like he speaks in like historical references, but it ties in so well with the movie. And it's it's, it's it feels like really good. I think it's definitely like the new it's definitely a new Christmas movie that just dropped. So watch the new Christmas classic. Yeah, it's pretty much a new Christmas classic. But yeah, everyone just did so well in this film. It's you think amazing. he's gonna yoink that best actor uh, award from Killian Murphy? I if if I mean if he doesn't, that's fine. If he does, I would I would not be surprised because that movie is just so fucking good. I think yeah, you should watch it. It's on Peacock. Bebop. Yeah, it's on Peacock. But yeah, that was good. And then um, last night I watched The Boy and the Heron. Please um, talk to me about this because I'm like, I go to I go to Letterbox. I see you rated it three stars. I was like, whoa, yeah, way lower than so, I expected. So basically, The Boy and the Heron. It's a good film on a first watch, but I do feel like it's a little convoluted. Also, it doesn't help that I like I walked in like I got there like a little late. But I could I still understand what they were what what happened because of like they they explain it. But yeah, it's one thing because I feel like um you know Hayao um uh, Miyazaki was trying to tell like a lot of things, and I can understand what he was trying to he was trying to do like basically throughout the film. And you know like it's about this kid named um, uh, Mahito, and he goes on a journey because of this, like, Grey Heron, who's played by Robert Pattinson, he does such a f- fantastic job. You don't, you can't even tell it's Robert Pattinson, for sure. Yeah, I can tell from the trailers. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was like, could Robert Pattinson play the Joker? Yeah, it's, like, he does such a great job. And so, basically, it's like a, like, a little bit of the past, and, like, you know, there's, like, future, like, younger selves, and it's this really whole, th- there's like this whole thing. And yeah, I feel like he was trying to tell way too much in the story. But like I said, this is off of first watch. So like, I think definitely whenever I watch it a second time, I can probably have a better understanding of it. But yeah, I felt like it was just way too, way too convoluted a little bit. But other than, I mean, the visuals were great, obviously. Um, the voice acting was incredible. The score was great. Um, I just felt like I need to really watch it a second time to understand the story. And, you know, there were some callbacks that I saw from the, um, the older Jimmy movies. 
Um, I could tell they probably did like a little bit of like rotoscoping, a little bit. Um, Wait, like they inhabit the same universe? Well, like I mean, they you can tell they probably like reuse some shots. Like they they uh, kind of like, and it also like references like you know like in terms of like costumes and like uh, you know just like references to the older ones and like there's a lot of similarities to the other Ghibli movies. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't know. Definitely a rewatch movie that needs a rewatch for sure. Because a lot of people, if anything's gonna at at like the Oscars or whatever, if anything's gonna dethrone Spider-Verse, it's gonna be the boy and the heron. Mm-hmm. Do you think that can happen? Um Because clearly for you, you obviously Spider-Verse should win. Yeah, of course. But it's also a thing to where because the boy and the heron because number one, I feel like it's also like a, a huge sentiment due to the fact that it is Hayao Miyazaki's last film. Um, no, it's not. It is. It's not. He literally said it. He he he, he walked it back. He was like, "No, I'm gonna make more." <laughs> oh my god, I thought it was his last film, bro. But but like that's why I had the whole movie, anyways. That's what I thought. But never mind, I guess. But yeah. Uh, if it wins something like that, I I wouldn't blame them. But obviously, I do think I would. I definitely lean towards Spider Verse for sure. So, yeah, interesting. I really thought you'd like it more. It really shocked me. I, I was like, "Whoa, I, three stars!" I, th- I thought I like I would like it more too. And like, also, it was one of the things where like uh, my, one of my friends rated it two stars. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he rated it two stars, and he said that like he said like he said that it made like no sense. And I'm just like, oh, you know, that that's kind of crazy because, you know, of course, the status of Studio Ghibli films are all, like, you know, pretty straightforward. So the fact that he gave it two stars, I was like, hmm, that's crazy. And so, um, yeah. And then uh, what else? Also, yeah, the one thing that, like, I really noticed about Hayao Miyazaki's films is that, like, most, if not all, take place within, like, World War II. Or, like, and I have, I have that aesthetic. Because... Oh, yeah. Cause like, cause like, like literally, cause like in the first, the beginning of the part of the film, which I could understand what was going on, is that like, uh, yeah, it's definitely like World War Two, and then at the end of the movie, they're like, oh yeah, uh, we after the war, we were going back to Tokyo, so I'm like, yeah, this obviously takes place in World War Two, and then like, especially within like you know, My Neighbor Totoro, and um, that's definitely like post like World War Two, just I'm um, based on my assumption. How's Moving Castle is like World War One esque because they're dropping bombs and shit and everything like that. So that's that's some that's one thing that I noticed. How was Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill? Yeah, I didn't even notice he was in the film to oh the to the credits. God. No, I'm just kidding. He was he was good. He was good. I liked him a lot. I also like Christian Bale too. Christian Bale is cool. Was he American or was he using an American accent? I should say. Yeah, he was using an American accent. Of course he was, and also like uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cute stuff in that movie. Like there's like these like like little like white orbs with like smiley faces, mm-hmm. and they're called the Wada Wada. And like when they mature, they like float up to the sky, and it's so fucking adorable. They're basically being born, which is cute. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much all I gotta say about it. I just need to. Re- I, I would like to rewatch it. All right. I guess I'll never watch it. You should watch it whenever it comes on, comes to Max. Eh. Whenever, whenever it does. I, I just, I feel like it's blasphemy 
maybe this should have been on the unpopular opinion, but I don't know. This the Ghibli movies just don't really do anything for me. They don't do anything for you. Totoro was all right. Spirited Away was all right. I like Ponyo. Is that Ghibli? Yeah. Okay. It yeah. Is. I like Ponyo. Ponyo Ponyo is cool. Well, the one movie I would say you should give a watch is mm, probably the the Wind Rises, or even like Kiki's Delivery Service. Those are pretty cool. Or actually, if you want to, if you want to feel, if you want to feel something, if you want to like feel depressed, you should watch Grave of the Fireflies. Bro, I don't want to feel shit. But I thought That's, Spirited Away was supposed to be cool. Spirited I mean, there was cool elements. Spirited Away is cool. I, I don't know. Everyone just loves Spirited Away. And I was just like, I mean, this is all right, I guess. You you, you watch Child's Moving Castle, right? No. You should watch. Actually, you know, yeah, you should watch that one then. That was I think the worst you would one. like. Huh? That was the worst one. Fuck no. Crazy. I have nothing to say. But how are you liking uh, Parks and Rec thus far? Good. Some of the stuff is funny. Um, how is Karen long there did- yet? Karen? Yeah. What's her name in that? In the show? I'm, I'm rewatching The Office right now, so I'm just stuck on Karen. I don't know. Karen Filippelli, named Amy. No, that's Amy Poehler. What's her name? Anne. Oh, yeah. Anne? Yeah, Chris Pratt's girlfriend. Or ex. It, yeah, Rashida Jones. Yeah, Rashida Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah she's in there. Okay, she's dating cool. Mark. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, okay, she's already on the mark. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's cool so far. Anyway, is that the show? That is the show. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A V E N G E Nerds, all one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at itzenith underscore on Twitter. Where can they reach you? At touring guy on Instagram. Incredible. Uh, we also have a Discord if you'd like to join the conversation there. This will be linked in the show notes. You can also check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in-app on Apple Podcasts. You can leave five stars in a review. It will really help us out. Thanks again for listening to the Adventures Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later.